Shalom to all. Today's office Kedushin Af Samach Beza. We are starting about the fourth line with the words Bishlam Lerab Chanin Ben Gamliel. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas Mars Merim Sar Bas Yaakov Meisha Her Nishama Shad Haven Aliyah and Lili Nishmas Mars Freda Chayav Bela Bas Yitzchak Tzvi Her Nishama Shad Haven Aliyah. And Esar Yaakov. So let's all remember to daven and learn Beschos all those being Meisher Nefesh for Am Yisrael that they should be Bari and Shalim in body and soul and that we should have a Yeshua B'Kar of Mamish. Now the Mishnah Baruch Machlekes Rav Meir Rav Chanin Ben Gamliel. Rav Meir holds that every Tanai needs to be doubled. It has to be tonight couple in order to be binding. In other words, it has to be clearly stipulated that if the condition is met, the agreement's valid, and if it's not met, then the agreement's not valid. Whereas Rabchanim Gamil argues that it's not necessary, and Michal Alav, that we can infer the negative from the positive. Now, in the course of this discussion, the Gemara clarified that Rabchanim Gamil agrees that sometimes a repetition is necessary, that's if something else contrary to what's being said might be implied. And we brought a number of Sukkim seemingly going like Rab Meir and not like Rabchanim Gamil, but we answered each one of them, and now we have one situation that's seemingly like Rabbi Gamil and not like Rab Meir. The Gemara says, Bishlam Rabchanim Gamliel. We understand according to Rabchanim Gamliel. That's why it says in the Pasuk, Imloi Shachav Esh Aisach, Imloi Satis Tomatachas Ishech, Hinaki. That if you did not lie with a man and you did not stray under your husband's jurisdiction and you didn't become Tomei, then you will be clean. And this refers to a site, a woman suspected of adultery. She's brought to the base of Mikdash, and the climax of an entire procedure done to her is the drinking of the Mehamarim, special waters designed to test if she indeed sinned. And before she drinks, the Kayan tells her this. And here we see that nothing is kuffle over here, nothing's repeated, nothing's doubled. And this fits with Rabchanim Gamliel, the Mechal Hena. Love, that from this yes, meaning that if she didn't do anything wrong, she'll be clear and clean, we're going to learn the love that if she did something wrong, she'll be punished. It should also say the word chinki, namely that she's going to be choked by the waters if she did do something wrong. Why does the Pasuk say that clearly? So Amartancham explains, it says the word chinki or hinaki without the yod in between a hay and a nun, and it could be read as chinki, in other words, changing the hay for a ches, and so therefore we can learn that as well according to Rav Meir. So where it says fine, if that's really so, Bishlam Rav Meir, we understand according to Rav Meir, that's why it says hinki, or again, hinaki, without the yud in between the hay and the nun, and that could also tell us the word hinki that she's going to be choked if she did do something wrong. Why does it say the word hinki at all? It should use a totally different word. It doesn't even have to use this word at all. So the answer is no, it's still necessary. I would have thought, if she didn't lie with a man, then she'll be clean. If she did lie with him, she's not going to be clean, but she's not going to be choked either. She's only going to be over an iser, but she's not going to be punished. Well, that's why the Pasuk is written, as it is, hey nun kof yud without a yud in between the hey and the nun, implying the word chenki as well, teaching us that if she did do something wrong, she will be punished. The Gemara continues now talking about a person who's Tom and Mace, whom we know from the Pasuk, has to undergo a week long tire process, which on the third and seventh day of this process, he has to be sprinkled by the mechatas, by the water of the paraduma. So Gemara tells Bishlam the Rameyer, we understand in Korntrav Meyer that we need a Tanakh Kafal, we need a repetition. That's why the Pasuk says, that if he sprinkles him on the third and seventh day, then he'll be tahar. By the Gaimer, and if he does not sprinkle him on the third and seventh day, then he won't be Tahar. That's because we need Tanai Kafal. What do we need this repetition for? So Gemara says, no problem, it's still necessary because Hakadat Chamina would have thought that mitzvah has Abashlishi Bishvi. The mitzvah to sprinkle is on the third and seventh day. But if he only sprinkled on one of them, he still is Yaitzi his dinner of sprinkling Bidiyavid. That's why the Pasuk has to repeat itself and say, no, then it has to be done on the third and seventh day. And if it's not done on the third and seventh day, then it's not valid. We just analyze other Pesukim in regards to this. The so what do we need the Pasuk to tell us that the Tahar sprinkles the Tameh on the third and seventh day? We already have a Pasuk telling us that. The Gemara answer is, it's necessary. I would have thought, that when the Pasuk says the third day that excludes sprinkling is not allowed to be done on the second day, and when the Pasuk says it has to be done on the seventh day, that excludes sprinkling being done on the sixth day. The reason why that would not work is because he's minimizing his days of Tahara. He was only being sprinkled on day two and or on day six, and that's not the full seven days of Tahara. 
Bishlishi Ubashmini, but if he would have gotten sprinkled on day three and day eight, the Kamafish Maitara, then now he has extra days of Tahara. A Mashapir Dami, I might say that is valid. Kamash that's why the Pasuk repeats itself and says, Vihisa Atara Atome, Bayoma Shlishi Ubayoma Shvi, emphasizing it has to be done only on day three and seven and not on day eight. And one more question, Mechita Bayoma Shvi Lomali, so why does the Pasuk have to repeat itself again by saying that he purifies him on the seventh day? It's Shrek, we need it. Salakhtat Chamina, I would have thought, this is only purification in regards to being allowed to eat kachim. But in regards to being allowed to eat truma, he only needs to be sprinkled on one day. That's why the Pasuk says the seventh day again to say that even in regards to truma, he also has to be sprinkled on the seventh day. And we've got the brand new Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us that the Isha, of course, is a Mishnah woman, and he says, I thought she was a Kayanis. Very Levia. Turns out she's a Levia. Or Levia Varia Kayanis. I thought she was a Levia. And it turns out she's a Kayanis. Or he says, I thought she was poor. And turns out she's rich. Or vice versa. She didn't trick him. She didn't say anything. He assumed wrong. But we know that you shouldn't assume things and he should have checked it out. Another scenario, a person tells a woman, after I become a ger, he wasn't Jewish when he said this, or he says, after you become a gerus, or he tells her, after I become freed, meaning he was an Evid Kenani, and he says, after my master frees me, or after you get freed, she was a Shevcha Kenanis and he was a Yid, or he tells her, to me after your husband dies. to me after your sister dies. Meaning this fellow is married to this woman's sister and gives her money now and says you're to me after your sister dies. Or he tells her you're to me after your yavam gives you chalitza. In all these situations, she is not mikdashes. And if a person tells his friend if your wife gives birth to a girl, she's mikdashes to me. In this case, she is not mikdashes. Now some are not gars to parentheses. However, since the Gemara in Amud Beis is going to talk about a similar case, we'll just read it over here. And the continuation of this is, Im muberes, if his friend's wife was pregnant, obra, and were able to tell that she's pregnant, dvarv kayamin, so then his words are valid, and if she gives birth to a girl, mikdashes, then he is mikdashes to her. Now the Gemara brings a scenario and is going to connect it to Hera Mishnah. Tanar Hasmi have Mishnah over there that says, once I'll take truma off from something that's been detached from the ground onto something that's still attached to the ground, vimtarm in truma, and if he did so, it's not valid truma. That's because something that's attached to the ground is not chayvin truma yet, it's still attached to the ground. Now, Rabbi Yechanan Rasi asked Rabbi Yechanan the following question. Amar, let's say a person says as follows. The produce from this row that have been detached should be truma for the produce of this row, which is still attached. Or he says the other way around. That the produce of this row, which is still attached, should be truma onto the produce of that row, which has already been detached. And he adds in the word, once they're detached, and then they're detached. Mahu, how do we look at this? Do we say that retroactively this truma is chal or not? So later, Rabbi told him, Anything that's biyaday, it's in his ability to do. It's not mechaser ma'is. It's not lacking anything, and therefore it's valid. And since he's able to uproot this produce, he's able to be tolish it from the ground. So once he does do so, we say retroactively his truma is valid. Now this question that was asked Rabbi Yechonon revolves around the discussion of davar shaloi balaylam. Can a person create a chalois, enable something halachic to happen to something that's not currently in this world? This produce, while it's attached to the ground, is a davar shaloi balaylam, meaning it's not in this world in regards to truma yet. Does his designation have that effect or no? Now the Gemara says, Aisve, we have a question from our Mishnah. How really a person tells a woman, "Harei mikdashes li, you are mikdashes to me." Laachish as gair after I become a gair, laachish as gairi after you become a gairias, laachish as tachuer after I become freed from my slavery, laachish as tachuri after you become freed, laachish as balich, laachish tamas achoseich after your husband dies, your sister dies, laachish as lechivmech after your yavam does chalitza. In mikdashes, she's not mikdashes. So Mishnah Makulu la biyadai. We understand that all these things are not biyadai. He can't cause her sister 
her husband to die or to get freed from slavery or one of these other things. But it is biyadi to become a ger. He's able to do that. So why is she not Mugdashas when he says, you're Mugdashas to me after I become a ger? So Gemara says, no, ger nami, even a ger. La biyadi, that's not biyadi. Dom Rav Chibrab, Am Rav Yechanon, Rav Chibrab says in Rav Yechanon, ger tzach shloisha. A ger needs three people to engayer him. My time, why is that? Mishpak said, because says in the Pasuk, Mishpat. The Pasuk says, Mishpat echad yelochem ka ger. So we see that a ger needs Mishpat. Kedin, says the Gemara. Just like a regular din Torah that needs three people. And mi yemad mizdak gulei hanit Who says these three people are mizdakik him to make him a ger? So even him becoming a ger is not biyadai. But now we ask on our biyachanon, maskler rabba, or mamal of rabba, or mamal asks the following question. El miata, if this is really so, hanis a prutal of shechasai, let's say a person gives a prutal to his shivcha. She's not Jewish just yet. But Amr, he tells her, harem mukdashis li, mukdashis to me, laachar shechachreich, after I free you. Hachanam to have kedushin. In this case, it should be valid kedushin because it is biyadai to free her. It's his shivcha. So Gemara answers, hachi hashda, is this really so? Hasamei kar behema, hashda dasacheres. Over there, meaning when she's a shivcha, she's considered a behema. She's not Jewish. She's not yet a yid, and we know that gaimar compared to behemas. Whereas once she's freed, she becomes a yid, and that's that's a totally different person, so condition would not work. So Gemara says, What about what Rabbi Shaya said? If a person gives a prutah to his wife, he tells her, to me after I divorce you. And she's not Mekudashas. When we say that over here, it would be a valid Kiddushin, because in this case it is Biyadai. The Gemara says, No, it is Biyadai to divorce her, but Biyadai is it Biyadai to Mekadesh her after he divorces her? Who says she's going to mask him to that Kiddushin? The Gemara says, If that's so, Tifshe by Rabbi Shaya. So why don't we answer a question that Rabbi Shaya asked? Let's a person gives two prutas to a woman. Ba'achas with one of them, Armelah he tells her his kachul ayoyim b'mikdashes to me today. Ba'achas Armelah and with the other one he tells her his kachul achar shagarshich b'mikdashes to me after I divorce you. So Tivshem, you know, why don't we learn from here? Do loy have kedushin? It's not valid kedushin because we just said that maybe he's able to divorce her, but he's not able to mikdash her necessarily after he divorces her. And this is a question Rabbi Shaya asked, so it seems to be that we have an answer to it. The Gemara says that's not necessarily a valid answer because Dilma ki hechi the tafsi kedushin hashda. Maybe since kedushin is typhus right now with the money that he's giving her for right now tafsi nami lacharkain, it's also typhus afterwards, and so therefore wouldn't have an answer to Rabbi Shai's question. The Gemara continues, Tan Kavas Rabbi Yechanon, we have a bride just like Rabbi Yechanon. Ain't Torah not all shalom chabar, one's not allowed to take truma off from something that's been detached onto something that's still attached to the ground. Vim Tarm, ain't truma so truma, and if he did do so, it's not valid truma. Kate said, what's the situation? Amar the fellow said, Peres Rugazu Tlushin, you truma al Peres Rugazu Mechubairas, the produce of this row which is detached should be truma on the produce of this row which is still attached, or he says all the way around, Peres Rugazu Mechubairas, you truma al Peres Rugazu Tlushin, that the produce of this row which is attached should be truma to the Peres of this row which is detached. Lamer Klumi didn't say anything because it's Darvish Leibel Olam. Avul Amar, but if he says Lichashe Yitlashu, that the Truma should be valid once they're detached, Benetlashu, and he detaches them, Dvarv Kayomen, so it's valid. So it's just like Rabbi Yechnon. And yes, Rakin Amar Blaz Ben Yaakov, more than this, Rabbi Blaz Ben Yaakov says, Afilu Amar, even if he says, Paris Rugazut Flushin, the Paris of this Aruga that are detached, Yu Truma, Paris Rugazum Chuberes, should be Truma on these Paris that are still attached, or the other way around, Paris Rugazum Chuberes, Yu Truma, Paris Rugazut Flushin, and then he adds the words, Lichshivu Shlishvi Yitlashu, once they grow a third and they're detached, meaning when he says this, they haven't even yet grown a third and they're not right to be eaten. But he says, when they grow a third, which means when they hit the earlier stage that they're right to be eaten, and I detach them, and if you shlish v'nitlashu, they grow a third and they're detached, Dvarv Kayamin, so what he said is valid. And the chesh over here is that when he made a statement, they were not right yet. Still, when they become right and he detaches them, so Truma's valid. Now we're going to have is how to understand Rabbi Lezer Yaakov. Amar Rabba Rabba said, Loi Amar Yaakov, Rabbi Lezer Yaakov was only saying this El Shachas, except in regards to grain that's in the Shachas stage. And even though it hasn't grown a third yet, still, when it's in the Shachas stage, it could be fed to animals, so it does have some sort of usability. But if it's in the stage of Agam, where it grew only a little bit, they can bend over, that's something that's considered loy bala even in contra of and it would not be valid truma. Now, Rav Yosef, Amr Rav Yosef says, 
even if it's an agam stage, it's still valid. The Gemara just clarifies my mashma the high agam lashon to butzlana who has inferred this word agam is lashon of butzlana the high that it's grown a little bit. So our Lazar, the Amr Kapik because the pasuk says halachayv ka'agman roishay is it to bend his head like an agman and agman is a bulrush which is some sort of plant that sways in the wind. So we see that it's still considered a plant even if it reaches the stage of agman and that's what Rabbi Yosef says Rabbi Yosef and Yaakov would say that this is a valid lashon even if it's only in the stage of agam and not yet in the stage of shachas. Now the Gemara analyzes the brisa based off of these opinions of Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef. Command also according to whom is the following brisa. If a person tells his friend if your wife gives birth to a girl she's mukdashes to me. It's not valid. That's only if his wife wasn't pregnant. But if his wife at the time was pregnant, so his words are valid. Come on, who's this like? So if you want to say the bride is like Rabba, it has to be talking about Obra, where it was recognizable that she was pregnant. And that's similar to the Shacha stage, where the grain is somewhat usable. And if you want to say the bride is like Yosef, even if it's not recognizable that she's pregnant, and that's like the grain being in the Agam stage. Now, some say that this was the Machlechus between Rabba and Yosef, how to understand Rabbi Yosef. That Rabbi Yaakov only said his din if this shachas was the bekevsha, which means the field subsists off rainwater only, and it does not need to be watered by humans. But if it's shachas growing in a field that needs to be watered, loy, so this would not be a valid lashon. And why is that? Because since it's totally on him to water it, it's possible that he's not going to end up watering it, and that means that this shachas may never reach this stage of growing a third if it subsists off of rainwater only. So we can be certain that this grain is going to reach a third. If he has to water it; it might not ever reach that stage. And therefore, Rabbi Yisrael Yaakov did not say this when we're talking about shachas debe shakya. However, Yisrael Rabbi Yisrael says afil b'shachas debe shakya. Rabbi Yisrael Yaakov even said his din by shachas debe shakya. Now we analyze the same brayso according to this understanding. Kaman also hadatanya according to whom is the following brayso. Harmel chaveir a person tells his friend im yald ishchan akeva mukdashasli. If your wife gives birth to a girl, she's mukdashas to me. Loy mukhlami didn't say anything. It's not valid. Amar chanina, whereas chanina said loy shanu el shenish to mubaris. That's only if his wife wasn't pregnant. Al shenish mubaris, but if wife was pregnant, tovav kayom. And so what he said is valid. Kaman, who's that like? Kishahoker obra v'divrakol. That must be talking about where. She was noticeably pregnant, and that's according to everybody, because according to everybody, meaning both Rabbi and Rav Yosef, Rabbi Yosef and Yaakov is talking only when the grain is in a stage of shachas and not at an earlier stage, which, as we said before, grain being in a stage of shachas is compared to a woman being recognizably pregnant. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about Dover Shalai Bal Oilam. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.